0: Hello my fellow ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Guys, welcome to the show that's for you and about you. Those who want to work that you've been working so hard for money and you want your money to start working harder for you now. You want that freedom and prosperity and that cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those you love doing what you love. But most importantly, guys, it's about living a life of freedom, a life of purpose, and creating a ripple effect through the lives of others. And that is what it means to be a Rippler. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to create a ripple effect through you. Thank you for allowing me to be such a, man, just allowing me to do what I love and be able to teach and be able to bring value to you guys. So thank you so much for being that. Thank you for sharing, for binging, and doing all that you do. As a reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. Hey, if you want to find ways to free up more cash, download that free ebook, Beyond Rice and Beans, Seven Secrets to Free Up Cash Today. You can download now, so check it out. Hey guys, quick shout out to our sponsor, American Homeowner Preservation. Hey guys, if you want to make a great rate of return with little money out of pocket, even as little as a hundred bucks and do it while helping other people as well, check these guys out. The website's fundingahp.com. The way they do it is they crowdfund people's money together to go and help essentially become the bank. They buy people's mortgages that are defaulting, people that are late on their mortgages. They help them refinance, stay in their home and or sell their home so that they can be in a better financial position. And the cool thing is is that they pay awesome returns and they pay it monthly. And like I said, you can invest with as little as a hundred bucks. So check them out websites, fundingahp.com. That's F-U-N-D-I-N-G-A-H-P.com. Check them out. All right, guys. So I want to talk about a subject that I don't think will take a long time here, but I want to actually show you some things. So those of you watching the video, you'll love it. If you're listening, I'm going to try to help you be able to image it as much as you possibly can, because this does get a little bit into numbers. Uh, And I I really want to do that with you guys. I want to make sure that you guys can understand this is not just theoretical, that whatever we teach is actually practical. It actually has real numbers. And I'm going to go more on the infinite banking side. Like the strategy I use, I like to refer to as max ROI infinite banking or max ROI IBC. And and the reason I call it that is because it gives you the max cash possible to be able to get the max return. Now, those of you that are Certain, If you haven't listened to that many episodes, one thing I do and, the, and full disclosure is I actually design infinite banking policies. I am life insurance licensed, have been for the last now 19 years, and, uh, and I've been doing infinite banking for about the last 15 years. Uh, but I've refined it in a way that gives you the best bang for your buck, especially if you're trying to double dip on your investment returns. Because how we do this, we use a life insurance policy, specifically whole life insurance, where it's much more expensive than term, right? But again, you're putting more money in that allows more cash to go into this policy that builds up in this tax-free supercharged savings account. Think of it like a Roth IRA, uh, but you're not capped on just $6,000 or $7,000 a year. And think of it also as a way that you can actually use it like a line of credit, like much like a home equity line of credit, but uh, this line of credit uh, actually pays you interest. Uh, so the, the cool component of this is that this extra cash value that's growing in this tax-free account that you can access before you're 59 and a half, by the way, um, you can actually access it if done right. Even within the first year, you can access this money and use it to go buy real estate, to go do these alternative investments and things that we talk about on this show. Here's the cool part is that when you access the money, you can just withdraw it like a savings account. But if you don't withdraw it, if instead you get a line of credit against it, either with the insurance company where there's you know, it's not against your credit or anything. If it's done through the insurance company, it's totally private. Uh, there's no minimum monthly payment. But if you do it through the insurance company, say at 5%, the cool thing is now these policies are paying between 5 and 6% right now. So you're actually making money, compound interest on this, while you're paying simple interest. So the interest that you're being charged on this is less than the money you make. So when you borrow from the insurance company, your money's still in the policy growing the full amount. Say you have $100,000 of cash value in here, right? you borrow $50,000 from the insurance company, the $100,000 is still earning tax-free dividends. So when that's compounding there, but you got this $50,000 you're paying some simple interest on, as you're using the cash flow from that investment to pay down that loan, less and less interest gets charged. Therefore, you start double dipping because you make more money on the insurance policy and you're making money on the investment at the same time. So in many cases, say you even buy an investment property, say you earn a 10% cash and cash return on your investment property. This often will add, depending on your age and things like that, will add at least a 3% or more rate of return on top of that 10%. So now by using the same money you would have used from your savings or checking account, now you're earning extra percentage on top of it, making you make instead of 10%, maybe 13% total net. That is the power of using this. Now, those of you that already know about the strategy, this is just a reminder. This is just basics for you. Now, the thing I get a lot lately is that people are saying, well, obviously, if I'm getting a policy, I want to have the least amount of cost coming out and I can see that in the first year. Now, just so you know, the thing that got me to do this strategy more was because you know I was already in insurance licensed before and learned the strategy, but I never knew you could do this kind of thing. I never quite equated to how it worked. Um, by the way, even the way I described it to you just now and be able to double dip that wasn't really described to me either when I first start bought my first infinite banking policy back in 2006. Here's the problem with that policy. Everything in those first two years went to costs and commissions, insurance costs and commissions. Now, that's normal. I mean, whole life insurance policies are front loaded. Um, a normal basic policy, you wouldn't start gaining cash till the third year. Well, they would teach infinite banking, but it was like, hey, this is something you can do 10, 15 years down the road, not immediately. I asked him up front, the insurance agent I bought through, I asked him point blank. I said, listen, can I overfund this to where I have cash from day one? His answer was, no, you can't. It'll become taxable if you do it that way. You'll break the tax-free limits. I said, all right, whatever you say, I believe you, I trust you. There you go. Well, 2008 hit. I bought mine in 2006, 2008 came around. I just barely got to that point where I started to add some cash, had a few hundred bucks after putting in 25000 And I lost it because I couldn't afford the premium payments. And so I ended up losing the policy and it was gone. I lost $25,000 to a policy that maybe covered me for about a couple million dollars total. Guys, that's like the worst term insurance you could possibly buy right there. What I found out later on that year, 2008, was I could have overfunded it. You know, some of you guys know guys like Paradigm Life or Patrick Donahoe. Well, Patrick Donahoe and I go way back, even back in our mortgage broker days, and uh, we started comparing notes and found out, well, wait a minute, we both bought a policy from the same guy, and the same thing happened. But we could have structured it differently, where we had cash from day one. So I started doing it that way, and we I've refined it over the years to where I now tell people I guarantee they'll have the best cash value available possible, to give them the best rate of return. Now. I'm independently brokered with various different companies, everything from like Penn Mutual to Mass Mutual. I'm actually getting appointed with Guardian. Um, I'm, I'm appointed with like Ohio National, Meritas and Lafayette and all the companies you would think of when it comes to infinite banking. Here, uh, I don't do Northwestern New York Life. Those things suck. <laughs> so um, they're not that as good if you're trying to do this kind of strategy. Here's what's happening though. So even though I, I work with Mass Mutual, people say, hey, well, Mass Mutual's got this 90-10 policy, meaning in the first year, 90% of my money goes to cash, only 10% to commissions or to costs. And really, that's what it is. It's insurance costs, and commissions are paid out of the insurance costs that come out of your policy. And they said, well, that's obviously better because it's 90%. That's higher than like 80%. Here's the trick, though, is that that's not always true. <laughs> I understand, it's kind of like that famous saying I've, I've referred to in many podcasts, right? Is that figures don't lie, but liars figure. Now, I'm not accusing MassMutual of being a liar. And by the way, Guardian now has products that can even do this kind of thing too. It does not mean that they're lying, but it does mean that you can't equate these as being the same because just because you have more cash in the first year does not mean you'll have more cash later on too. Um, Every company does their costs differently. If you have more cash up front, it's because they take out less costs up front but it gives them the power to still say, hey, if we got to make up these costs one way or the other, let's put some of these costs more in this future years. So the cost just gets spread out longer, where some people might front load more. Uh, so I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to show you a comparison of Mass Mutual versus Penn Mutual. two companies I work with. I both work with two of my favorite companies, by the way. I think they're great. But I want you to see this apples to apples example here, um, just so you can get an idea of what this looks like. Uh, so I'm going to share my screen. Those of you guys that won't see my screen, I'm going to verbally describe it as best as I can. All right. So this guy is a 58 year old that we're talking about here. Now he's putting in a max of 40,000 years. We haven't done that for seven years and then three years putting in almost $13,000. Now this one actually shows him going beyond it because that's kind of how uh, mass mutual runs their numbers, but I'm going to show you here. What it's, what looks awesome, especially in the beginning, right? So, you know, this company here, Mass Mutual. So this is the high early cash value. He puts in 40,000 year one, he's got 37,600 and change. So it's not just 90% because 90% would mean he have 36,000 that first year. So not just, it's less than 10% of insurance costs coming out of that first year. Looks amazing, especially for a 58 year old. Holy cow. It's awesome. Now, even in the second year, look at this yet 77,000. So he's now putting $80,000 but the net cost has only been just under $3,000. Really amazing, just so you know. Now, here's the caveat. First year, you can't touch the cash value. Now, you can't touch it until the second year. But even then, the second year, you say, hey, I've got almost all the cash that I've put into this. And that is true. Now, sometimes there's different percentages that'll let you access, but we'll keep watching. Now, by five years, you know, actually even by four years, you're at $161,000. you have broken even on your cost. So now it's like free insurance. Think about this. You put in 160,000, 40,000 a year times four years. You now have 161,000. It's like the insurance has been paying you better than a savings account. And it's tax-free and protected from lawsuits and creditors. Kind of a key bonus. And this is the most states, 100% protected. Now, five years, you have 206,000 and so on. Now, I'm going to compare this to Penn Mutual. Penn Mutual has higher costs than the first year. There's closer to about 75 to 80%. So you see this here that he puts in 40,000. He's got about 30,000 of total cash value, just over 30,000. So that means about 25% is going to cost. You'd think, come on, $7,000 less. This is a no brainer. And I had somebody tell me, they said, Chris, you know, I'm looking at these and with a higherly cash value. Still, like if, even if it's less, I mean, look at year two. Now, mass mutual can't touch it in the first year. So let's go to the second year. Year two, Penn mutuals is almost 65,000. Now, as compared to seventy-seven thousand with with MassMutual, that's twelve thousand dollars less in pen than with MassMutual. Now, his argument would be, "Well, yeah, Chris, I got twelve thousand dollars more. I can invest. Like that's speed." I totally agree with that. Here's the thing, though: is that you don't only invest for the short term. Especially if you're using this to use for speed, you might be paying back the returns into this for many, many years. Know that costs are still coming out in those future years. It's still affecting the cash value. So here, by year five, there's almost 196,000 in year five with with Penn Mutual. Now, if this person was younger, usually by year five it's about time you see people breaking even. Whatever you've put into it, you about have it in that cash. Remember, MassMutual was year four. It was even faster. Now, here's the thing. That's still about $11,000 less than MassMutual. Now, let's go to the seventh year because right here, year seven, you've put in 40,000 for seven years. That's 280,000. In Penn Mutual, you got about $297,000, almost $300,000. With Mass Mutual, seven years, you got $298,000, almost two hundred ninety-nine. dollars So after seven years, you're thinking, hey, Mass is still winning. This is good. But notice how quickly it caught up. Because remember, it was like $12,000, $13,000 behind in the early years. Now it's only $1,000 behind. Why? Because Penn put more of their costs in the first years, right? The first few years. But now, as it went from third year on, now less costs are coming out. And so it's catching up, it's catching up quickly. Now, notice the eighth year, this, this drops down to the minimum. Now, this guy, again, only wants to fund it for 10 years total. Eighth year, he puts in almost 13,000. And in, pe- in Mass Mutual, there's about 321,000 in here. In Penn Mutual, that eighth year, it's now 324. So now you got about $3,000 more already after only putting in 13, less than 13,000 year 10, here's the key. Penn Mutual is at almost 384,000 at year 10, 384,000. Mass Mutual, which had the lower cost in the beginning is now 370,000. So now there's about a 13 to $14,000 difference, in the opposite direction that now Penn Mutual has come out ahead. Now, again, if all you did was invest for the first couple of years, and then that's it, you're done. You're not going to use the policy anymore. Hey, maybe that's okay. You know, it's okay to use that. Again, that's why I have different options for that very reason. But I want you to be aware though, is that most people, when they're looking to use this, they're looking to use the flow money in and out of it so they can keep getting their money working for them. It's not just about the short term. It's also about the long term. It's about having both a good balance between the two. So the next year now, MassMutual mutual here shows that they're still putting in almost 6,000 a year thereafter till age 100 or whatever, right? So it's interesting that even though you put in almost 6,000 in year 11, they have about 300, almost 390,000. But in Penn, where you put in nothing, you've got about 403,000, almost 404,000. So now you're about $14,000 ahead and you put in nothing, where the other one, they put in 6,000. So now it's growing by about $20,000 a year on its own, where the other one is growing by about $20,000 a year by you putting in 6,000 a year. That's the difference here. So notice that the cost went drastically higher on the back end versus the front end. So when someone tries to make the correlation saying, well, hey, if I want the best policy, it's the one that gives me the best in year one. Guys, that's only a partial truth. It's not just about what happens in the first year, but it's what they do, especially in those first seven to 10 years. How is it going to add up? What's it going to really do? Because at the end of the day, you want this to kick off as much return as possible. And that's my point. The funny thing is in that pen mutual policy, you're not even contributing to it and it's still earning more. Um, it's still pulling out ahead of the mass mutual where you're putting money in. So this is why even though I write with Mass Mutual, I usually don't do the higherly cash value because even though you would have cash value early, one, you can't touch it really within the first 12 months anyways. But two, you know, still I know that those costs are gonna come in later. Just so that's what you gotta understand is that again, figures don't lie, right? But figures can be altered. You know, you got to look at the bigger picture and see how it all works. And so, you know, and I, I know Guardian is trying to do something very similar. I, I just ran an example of somebody with Guardian recently. Same kind of thing. After about seven or eight years, Penn Mutual caught up and then it surpassed. Again, the argument would be, yeah, but Chris, I'm an investor. I want to invest now. I want more money now. That's totally true. And I agree. But you want to make sure that you're, unless you're planning to invest only for a couple of years and then stop investing your altogether in your life, which if you're a real estate investor, even a passive investor you're going to keep investing beyond that. If you're trying to double dip and leverage to make more money off of this, then you're going to want to do something different. So that's my point here, guys, is that, again, those whole 90-10 policies, as they call them, right? 90% to cash, 10% to cost. Just be aware that even though, again, good, solid companies, uh, just know that costs can be altered and changed. It's about what gives you more money now and in the future that really matters. So uh, I thought it'd be important because I've had this question come up over and over again. And uh, for those of you that I know that are you know, more visual, hey, there you go. There's the numbers right there. You can see them. Uh, but uh, guys, my point is this, is that you want to make sure you're doing what's best for you and your family and for your investing to create freedom today. And especially if you want to create that freedom in the next five, 10 years or so, you want to make sure that everything is working, firing on all cylinders working for you. So I hope this is educational. I hope this is great. Again, if you've got questions on this, you can always shoot me an email, chris at moneyripples.com and say, Chris, how's this work for me? How do I get the money, my investment money to pay me twice and double dip on it? Hey, you can always ask me those questions. Just shoot me an email, chris at moneyripples.com. In the meantime, guys, I hope this is educational. I hope you understand what's really behind the numbers. And uh, I hope you make a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later.